by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. It's March Mania at Sports Interaction, NHL, NBA, March Madness, MLB, and so much more. It's bananas. Play Pinata Picks and Minute Madness, exclusive games with insane odds you can't play anywhere else. Make your next bet with Sports Interaction. Download the app in Ontario, use the QR code at the bottom of your screen, or head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn to get started. 19 plus, please play responsibly. I'm still on mute. Amateur hour over here. Um, but we're going to do a quick little exercise before we get too far ahead of ourselves here. Um, if you're watching, if you're if you're Rachel Dory, who's our, who's our guest today. Hello, Rachel, by the way. How are you? Hello. I'm good. I have my freezy. Your victory freezy. You're doing well. Good. Good. Uh, but we're going to do, do an exercise. If you're watching the stream, I want everybody to, uh, to find your pulse. And just slowly, because if your pulse is anything like mine right now, it's through the goddamn ceiling. I didn't wear my Apple Watch for a reason because I didn't need technology to tell me that I'm unhealthy watching the Calgary Flames. But I know damn well it's not a healthy habit. It's not a healthy trait to have watching this hockey team. Uh, but collectively, let's put the uh, let's put the let's find our pulse. Take a deep breath in. Hold it, and then slowly out. I feel a little bit better. Do you feel better? I feel better. I know I you have no attest- horse in this race, but feel a little better. Um, I have gambling horses on this race. <laughs> um, Hopefully, at sports also- interaction. Uh, yes, actually. Good. Um, <laughs> so I actually can empathize with the Apple Watch situation because, like, during Leafs playoffs, and specifically during like anytime Bayern Munich is playing in like a Champions League game, or uh, the Germans are playing in the World Cup. I get alerts on my watch because my watch thinks I've fallen <laughs> because I get so stressed. There was a point when Bayern was in, like during COVID, when Bayern beat PSG in the Champions League final, my heart rate, I got an alert. It was 214. That doesn't that doesn't sound very healthy at all, <laughs> it was, whatsoever. It was very not healthy. <laughs> Quite the opposite. So I, Flames fans, I, I, got, I get this. Like, I, I feel this. I'm sure... Um, Steve Dangle gets this. Oh, who's that guy? We've heard of that name before. I've never heard of that person. Never heard of that guy before. Is that the guy that they strapped a heart rate monitor on and did watch a Leaf game, a playoff Leaf game with Steve Dangle last year? I feel like, yeah, and and his heart monitor, like, I I remember texting him after being like, I think you might need to see a cardiologist. (laughs) It was was a wake-up call, I think, for our uh, our good friend uh, uh, Steve. But welcome to everybody who did that exercise with us, and welcome to everybody who wanted to uh, come on here and talk about the Calgary Flames. My name is Audie James. This is Game Over Calgary on the heels of a Calgary Flames win, a big win over the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, Rachel, so you were supposed to come on earlier. We got we to address the elephant in the room. You were supposed to yeah. come on earlier. You had some service provider slash uh, technical issues, which have since been ironed out. And then I said to you, okay, we'll reschedule. I have this game, this game, and this game. Which one would you like? You said, give me the Winnipeg Jets game. When you asked for the Jets game, did you know damn well in the back of your head that this was going to be as crucial and as, uh, you know, like in terms of the playoff picture, as big of a game as it as it ended up becoming. So I didn't think it was gonna be this big of a deal. Um, but what I did know is I would have like 
a generator by then, which you need to um, power your house in power <laughs> <Yeah>. outages. <laughs> Um, but then I looked at the schedule and I was like, oh, I, the Chicago game's not really going to matter. So no, thank you. And because I knew it was a back-to-back, I actually assumed that Vladar was going to be playing. Um, and instead it was not Vladar. So that was interesting. So I was like, okay, like let's, let's rock the Winnipeg game. Like it's a Canadian matchup. Um, if the flames are still in the playoff hunt, like that's probably a game they're going to need to win. It's going to be a big game because Winnipeg's a pretty good team. And I don't want to have a must-win game against, like, a team that is doing all it can to be horrendous. Um, and so, yeah, like, this was this was kind of exciting. Also, because I live in Ontario, a 7.30 start is a little bit easier for those of us who have to work at yeah. the ripe hour of 6 a.m. Yeah, a 5.30 start local time here was a little bit intense. I get off the day job at 4. I had to jet home. Mm-hmm to figure out what we were doing for dinner uh scarf something down and by the time we finally cleaned up our last dish it was puck drop and i was like this is so unlike it but it's nice because we get an early game over we get more people more flames fans i not so many jets fans uh they're probably watching uh Liss and brady over on game over winnipeg rocking their calgary flames they're here. having a great time because <laughs> little did people know there was a wager between game over calgary and game over winnipeg um the loser of tonight's game had to rock the other team's gear. So, so who, like, you have a Line A jersey, but why do they have Flames jerseys? So they don't. They have okay. Flames hats. And the only reason I had okay. to wear the Line A jersey is because I don't, that's the only thing Winnipeg that I own. Uh, and I got it on discount because Line A is obviously no longer. Is it no the longer... cool Jets jersey? Which defined like cool. is it it's like their, the original it's... logo one? No, God, no! I wish, I wish um, that logo is awesome, and they should have kept it. They should have. Uh, it's their it's their boring white current away jersey. Um, but oh, I'm glad I didn't have to wear it under these circumstances. Uh, it would have mean it would have meant that Calgary lost. And if that were the case, the tone of this show would be completely different. Uh, we would not be talking about the Calgary Flames, who are now tied. Tied in points, but the 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 tiebreak obviously goes to the Jets. They've they've clinched that a couple games ago. Um, but tied in terms of points, although the Jets have one game in hand for the last wild card spot for the Calgary Flames. Now coming into this, uh, obviously coming off the second half of a back to back, a game that they should have won against Chicago. Chicago now um, beating the Flames. Um, <laughs> All, they won all three games in the season series. If you if, if it gets to the end and you're out by like a point, that, and Winnipeg that, went four and zero against the Blackhawks this year, that extra point is that overtime loss a couple months ago to the Blackhawks that you should have won. Um, I digress. We can't change that. But <laughs> second half of a back to back, the most important game of the season uh, currently. But going forward, correct me if I'm wrong. Every game is the most important game for the Calgary Flames. Yeah, that's that's, that's a no-brainer. I mean, <laughs> tonight was it was one of those things where I was I'm sitting there watching the game Winnipeg um goes up one nothing and I'm like, "Oh man, I'm going to be consoling Audie like <laughs> this whole show because it would have been the nail in the coffin." It and been. I mean, I worked I worked for a team in New Jersey in 2018 where 
I, it felt like every game from the trade deadline on was a must-win game. It was actually very wild and uh, extremely stressful. Um, so I can, I, I've, I've gone through this and I, I know how it feels, except that <laughs> I had a job on the line at that point. Um, yeah, you kind of, it's weird because you're in this headspace of it's you're living and dying every day you're basically living every hour and you the one thing that is positive about it I will say is you don't have the ability to look forward Calgary doesn't have the ability to look past like Chicago last night even though they extremely did and they didn't have the ability to look past Winnipeg they don't have the ability to look past their next opponent you have to keep your head in the exact place that it's at because if you get caught looking you'll have what happened last night. And so that's one of the key things is like, it's it's much easier to remain focused because you just don't have the, the luxury to do anything else other than focus on the current game because the next game isn't going to matter if you don't win this one. And it's funny you say that because I believe it was Jonathan Huberto last night who pretty much echoed your exact statement there saying, Maybe we just didn't show up on time. I'm paraphrasing. Maybe they didn't show up on time, or maybe um, everybody was focused on tomorrow being tonight, the game we just saw, uh, tomorrow's game, because of the hype surrounding it. Um, obviously, going into that game, Chicago was the 32nd place team in the NHL. Uh, easy to look past <laughs> if you're maybe a team that's already in a playoff spot, but for a team fighting for their playoff lives, uh, ideally, you don't look past any game, especially when you only have five games remaining okay uh we got 33 people in here right now um share the stream as i always say share it out let's get some more people in here get some questions i'm gonna do that yeah do it do it i'm gonna do that get some people in like texting while i'm doing this but i have no go ahead because i'm gonna read i'm gonna read some uh some of the chat right now um while you do that and uh and get some questions in for uh, myself for rachel it's uh it's uh it's a happy time here in flamesland i just got the retweet Rachel Dory you retweeted go. your tweet. Let's get some more like, people. Okay, in here. so Pierre Luc Dubois. This is something I feel like you could almost have a round table on. First of all, if we're penalizing, and I'm not saying like what Markstrom did is a penalty by the letter <laughs> of the law. So like I'm glad they called it because it's very often that penalties do not get called correctly. Yep. So like congratulations for doing your job. But also I would love if that was consistent because Jordan Bennington would lead the league in penalty minutes with whatever tomfoolery he concocts on a <laughs> nightly basis. Like, I, I my issue isn't that they called the penalty in the same way that, like, there was something that happened in the Tampa Rangers game tonight, which was wild. Um, it was a lot of, like, fighting, generally speaking. But I don't have an issue with the fact that Pierre-Luc Dubois drew that penalty. I have an issue with the fact that that's like the first time that's been called all year. Yeah. So like you just, and like you can't make that call when there are 11 people on the <laughs> ice punching the crap out of each other. Like, yeah, you had to get 11 in there because be... the flames drew the extra. <laughs> too yeah. Many, too many <laughs> men just... in the scrum. How many times have you heard that called before? <laughs> yeah. But like, okay. So here's the thing. Pierre-Luc Dubois, like, how many times, I feel like every time I've been on Game Over, we are talking about him doing something extremely crappy. Like, don't, he's don't, just don't say always involved in ridiculousness. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, every time somebody texts me about him, it's never like, oh, look at this cool thing Pierre-Luc Dubois did. It's always like, oh, look, he didn't try in his last shift in Columbus, and John Tortorella hates him. And then it's like, oh, he took a guy's head off. Or, oh, he stuck his knee out. Or, oh, in the first period, he put Rasmus Anderson into the boards from six feet on an extremely dangerous hit. Like, I... Why is why is it always him? I don't like it's know. not even Mark Shifley anymore. It's him. He's a problem. He's he's already in uh, ship me to Montreal mode, and has been for quite some time. And I don't even think Montreal should want him. That's the thing. It's crazy. The all these people like not people, but like players that think like, oh yeah, I'm bound for such and such team. It's like, well, do they really want you? Or do yeah, they like, need yeah. you? Like Pierre Luc Dubois thinks he's as good as Austin Matthews, and yeah, it's like, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not Probably. quite. And I'm not saying Pierre Luc Dubois wouldn't help Montreal, but like they have Nick Suzuki, and Montreal needs an elite center, and Pierre Luc Dubois is not that. Not that. Like he's not he's quite. just not. Like there's very few totally elite centers in the league. There's one coming in, his name's Connor Bedard. Don't know if you've heard of him. And uh, um, name rings a bell. Yeah. Then you have, like, obviously McDavid, McKinnon, Matthews. I would still consider Bergeron to be elite oh, yeah. because of his impacts on the game. Obviously, Sid. But, like, elite centers, like, all those guys I just named, would you... Pierre-Luc Dubois is not even in that conversation. Not even Pierre-Luc in the Dubois same... is not even in the Elias Pettersson conversation. No, I don't think, I don't think he's... he's remotely close to those names but like i said let's not mention that to Liss. i'm glad that game over winnipeg is on right now because if she was in here we would uh we would be hearing about it uh i would say after the show but she would be messaging us both right now just saying how, oh, how I don't dare even, I... we talk about pierre luke hoed that way <laughs> but like okay so jacob markstrom yes i was what it's did you... it's great that you brought that up because that was going to be my next point um, it's no secret that this season has not been one for the books, uh, for Jacob Markstrom. We go back to early on in the season, uh, the struggles straight out of the gate. And then I, I go back to that game early on against the Canadians where I think it was 10 seconds or so into the game. The puck gets cleared, uh, down the length of the ice. Um, and he comes well out of his cage to try to break off the, uh, the you know, I, I believe it was actually Sean Monahan that was coming in. Uh, poetic I do remember enough. this because it was everywhere. Yeah, and I was actually in the building, and it was uh, it was oh, no, no it was it was no better to see uh, live than I, I than I guess it would have been on TV. But yeah. um, he comes in, uh, yeah, he, he does that. We've seen it on uh, misplays and and just about every dang it, and... yeah, dang it. <laughs> if you're a goaltender, tend the goal, all that good stuff. Um, but it's been no secret, and he knows that, and it, and it's been a mental battle for him. He said it's you know, it, pretty much a confidence thing. He was criticizing himself to the media, um, and I've talked about this before on the show. Then all of a sudden, his fiance gives birth to their child, and I'm not saying the two relates, but you know, maybe a bit of a stress relief, maybe a bit of a okay, we're good, healthy baby, he- healthy mom, we're good. And ever since the birth of his child, a completely different look. And I don't know if there's an exact correlation between the two. That's just kind of dad like the, strength. Like, yeah, dad strength. Yeah, he put on those white New Balance shoes, tucked his shirt in, 
uh, khaki shorts. He said, I'm going to mow a mean lawn one day, but just <laughs> wait. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go be the backbone of this Flames team for the remainder of the season. And he's done so. He's done a pretty good job compared to. I mean, it's not the Jacob Markstrom we saw uh, last year when he finished as the runner up for the for the Vesna, but um, still a significantly better version of him than we've seen to start the year. I thought he was great. He made some very, very solid saves in situations where. Uh, maybe earlier on he would have misplayed and, 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 you know, it's a different outlook on the game at that point. But I think he was, he was, he was great when, uh, when called upon, uh, throughout this game. What, what would you say? Yeah, I think you kind of nailed it there. Like the one save that really comes to mind is Calgary goes up three, one there in the third period. And you know, like Winnipeg gets one, there's a pretty good chance they're going to tie it up. And Nikolai Ehlers comes roaring in on a breakaway. And I just kind of looked and I was like, Ooh, this this is not great no um and he makes that save and right there i was like okay he's he's got it um i think calgary is going to be okay here the scrums in the crease usually i mean earlier in the season that was where we saw markstrom swimming in the crease he was totally lost he kind of looks lately to me a little bit more um ian clark vancouver jacob markstrom very calm in the crease right cutting down the angles right where ian clark likes his goalies to be um his hands like his hand positioning is so much better which is why things aren't flying over his blocker and glove the way that they were earlier in the season that was a huge point of weakness and so i thought it was really risky to play him on a back-to-back um but obviously he has been the better goalie of late you got to ride the hot hand and there's something to be said about the whole dad thing i think um I mean, my best friend is pregnant right now. And like, I'm not even in that relationship and I'm stressed <laughs> because I like my best friend's pregnant. Yeah, yeah. So like, I can only imagine you're an NHL hockey player. Like I know Luke Shen um, from when I was in Vancouver and his wife was pregnant and it's extremely stressful. You don't know if there's health complications behind the scenes. You don't know what stresses there are. And you're also, it's the type of relationship where markstrom is traveling at least 50 percent of the time he plays in the west so he's not even there to support his wife that can be very stressful as well Mm -hmm. and so i think that was maybe something that was a little bit underrepresented this season when you're expecting a child that can be extremely stressful and i can't say i'm surprised that now that the baby is here happy healthy same with his wife that we've now seen a return to form for jacob markstrom because I mean, when you're stressed, you look at this like players when they're stressed or having um, mental health issues aren't performing. Players um, when they have a death of a parent or a child not performing well. And so this is very similar in that situation. And so I'm really glad to see he's returned to form because Calgary really needs him. Yeah. And honestly, it's coming at the perfect time, Um, a potential playoff push uh mind you it's it's looking bleaker and bleaker as the days go on this was a big one that's uh you know gets them a little bit closer not quite there there needs to be a lot of things that happen uh i i I don't know what the magic number is calgary people uh i'm sure either ryan pike or pat steinberg uh i might text pike after this and see what's going on because he's always got the number breakdown of uh, what the magic number is or what the tra- he's been doing this thing called the and I've never heard it put this way the magic number and the tragic number 
So the tragic oh, number, God. the tragic number is is the Jets uh, clinching scenario, which is which which I found quite funny. Um, but you're right. I mean, maybe I was. I thought it was a shot in the dark, just kind of reaching for for some kind of answer when I said that. Well, you know, maybe new dad. It's it's a bit of a stressful thing. I am not a father myself, so I can't speak. But uh, I would imagine that uh, it, it would be a little bit stressful, uh, you know, kind of coming onto that. And and, and great points um, by you there as well. Okay, forty people in here. We appreciate each and every one of you. Be sure to share the stream as we, uh, um, you know, continue along our show. Put a bow on it in a little bit. We got some time here, but uh, before we do so, let's have a look and see what uh, some of the people in the comments are saying. Uh, I missed it. Where are we here? Um, hello, Conrad. He says he is at the Cavalry FC kit reveal, um, Ooh. which is cool. I didn't even know that they were doing a new kit reveal. Um, I'll tell you, I'm not a big soccer person. I'm, uh, which is crazy because my mother, my mother's side of the family is like fresh off the boat Italian. Um, they are <laughs> as Italian as Italian can be. <laughs> um, uh, so then they probably like the Italian players that have been playing for Toronto FC. Then, my, well, my nonno is a diehard uh, Roma fan. He he goes to the yep. goes yeah goes to the you know swears that Juventus is the most crooked team in the world uh, because of that. A lot well, not anymore. I don't follow, so I can't quite comment. Um, but I did go to a cavalry game last year, and my God, okay. did it ever make us want to go back? Um, to, to see more i was there with a couple of buddies who aren't soccer fans as well my fiance and and the other girlfriends as well were there and we like even they were like uh this is incredible like can we come back to these again and it was a cold like late in the season night uh and it was still incredible so i i definitely got to get out to more uh more cavalry games and start maybe maybe exploring following uh, uh soccer a little bit more uh, closely to just kind of appease to that italian side of the family so i don't i don't get i don't lose my italian card i need to make sure i hold on to that um let's see here uh one of the best games i've seen the flames play uh pld is kachuk ish and i want him too bad he is montreal bound that's coming from uh, mitch who is a regular in here uh and a flames fan as well a proud Oilers fan in here. Great job, Calgary. Battle of Alberta first round playoffs. A BOA would oh. be sick. Uh, I don't know if I. I'm not ready for a Battle of Alberta again. It, it, it's it's too fresh, um, off of the last one. Too many faces have gone. Key faces. There's new characters Cal though. Yeah, there are new characters, but I miss uh, the brief Battle of Alberta that we had as it kind of started to heat up. I guess from like that side of Canada where you are, uh, how much attention did the Battle of Alberta get like nationwide outside of the province? Was it like as much of a big deal as it's made out to be here or were people as excited? What's uh, I never really got that kind of perspective on it. Yeah, actually the Battle of Alberta was, it's always a big thing. Um, it's the West's version of Toronto, Montreal. Mm -hmm. And honestly, because you had Kachuk and obviously the dude named McDavid, um, naturally people are going to pay attention. And so it actually got pretty much as much oxygen as Toronto Tampa did. Um, and I mean, considering where I live, like that's <laughs> utterly surprising, but like every restaurant you went into the leaf game would go on. And then the second it was done on went the battle of Alberta and people were there to watch it people didn't leave 
they wanted to stay they wanted to see it and that's kind of indicative for me of one you have grasped the the casual fan because there were Lee fans in here there that like they don't really care but hey it's a battle of Alberta that's a rivalry game that is a game that everyone's interested in it's going to be very similar with the Rangers and the Devils when they play this year that is going to be a tremendous series and so I feel like there's a couple teams where when they play it's appointment television like if Toronto were to play Boston that's appointment television. TV. Oh yeah. Right. For me, if Calgary is playing Edmonton, I don't care about any late night playoff series. Like I'm watching that one. Um, I just think there's so many good players in in that series, and there were last year. Plus, you have the world's best player. It's it's just appointment television. Um, I do think that the goaltending. Like I think there would be more goals this year than there were last year because neither goaltending tandem has been particularly good this season um and so for me i think it'd be really entertaining in terms of offense uh, but it got a lot of oxygen out here and rightfully so because um i mean let's face it it's one of the best rivalries that hockey has yeah and uh you know the whole kachuk cassian thing i think reignited that a few years ago with the yep. uh the whole turtling debacle and uh the fisticuffs there um, and then to see it in the playoffs was just like like this city. I have never seen um, 17th Ave, the Red Mile. Uh, everybody was was getting up for that, and rightfully so. They had buses of, of Oilers fans coming down from Edmonton, and same for Flames fans going up to, uh, to Edmonton for those games. But uh, you talk about must-see TV, especially in this province. It's not a late game. That's a, that's a normal-time game for everybody. Everybody is, uh, is at their TV um, yeah, that's not a 10:30 that start. That like no. that's the broad and especially now because so this year with ESPN and TNT having the broadcast rights, people are going to complain and and whatever the case may be. But if we get to a point where Calgary and Edmonton are slated to face off against each other, you're probably looking at more eight o'clock starts Eastern because they want the most amount of people to see and they want to be able to showcase that in the same way that whether people like it or not the Leafs are going to get the prime time slots on mm -hmm. both in both Canada and in the U.S. because uh, number one they're one of the best teams in the league they're also playing Tampa which is another one of the best teams in the league and they have one of if not multiple of the best players in the league like it's the I don't understand this this um complaining like I, whenever fans on the west coast oh Toronto's in town we got to change our time yeah do you want more people to watch the game or not <laughs> like no offense but toronto and montreal are the most followed teams in this country yes you're, you're living under a rock if you say otherwise yeah. yeah like you're going to have to capitulate to that and i think if calgary and edmonton were to play their start time would probably get moved up to like latest 9 or 9 30 because they're going to want to be able to capture that eastern time zone because that is a huge part of the population. Like you think about it, Toronto, New York, Miami, like there's a lot of huge Boston's on the Eastern seaboard. There are a lot of big cities. And so you're going to want to capture that because if you're a hockey fan, whether you cheer for the Bruins or the Rangers or Tampa or Toronto, like you're going to watch McDavid, right? Oh, yeah. and, and casual fans in a bar are going to want to watch that. And so 
when it comes to scheduling, we're trying to grow the game here. And the best way to grow the game is to showcase your best players and the best series. And so I really don't have time when people complain like, oh, we have to play early or, oh, we're playing later. It's like, okay, who cares? Yeah. No, (laughs) you you want want eyeballs on the product that, uh, you know, like you mentioned, everybody's trying to grow and notoriously the NHL has not been particularly great in uh at growing the game and, and converting you know the casual fan or, or even just the casual viewer into the casual fan right so um and hockey is the more the, the most entertaining sport like if you take away all of the ancillaries hockey is the most entertaining sport and charles barkley will be the first person to tell you that and Which shaquille awesome. o'neal as well right but the like they just cannot get out of their own way Mm-hmm. And th- that's the problem. Like, with n- due respect, there should be no situation this year where I am watching Arizona San Jose on ESPN, <laughs> and Edmonton is playing any other team on some ESPN Plus channel. Like, sorry, no one cares. And if I have to watch San Jose Arizona this year, like, it's probably going to drive me away. It's going to be awful hockey. Like. And this is one of those things where it's like, you don't, it doesn't have to be equal. Put your most marketable teams that have your most marketable players on the channels and you will get people to watch. It's okay. You don't have to market like Edmonton versus Calgary. It's okay to market McDavid versus Huberto. Yeah. Like it's okay to do that. Yeah. And you probably just should. Use your best players. (laughs) Yeah. Use like. Owners, owners will not be uh, opposed to that kind of marketing uh, because everybody's pockets get filled when, uh, including theirs. <laughs> right, exactly. That's that's exactly um, the point here. Uh, anyways, we're gonna quickly put we're gonna put a bow on today's episode of uh, Game Over Calgary on the heels of a Calgary Flames three to one win. My name is Audie James. She is Rachel Dory. Before we go, quickly, as as quickly as you can. Your thoughts. If the flames squeak in, are they gonna be are they a force to be reckoned with? If the flames squeak in and they play Vegas, yes. If the flames squeak in and they play Colorado, I don't mm. I don't think anybody's stopping that one. <laughs> no. No. History will quickly repeat itself. I believe it was two thousand nineteen. Uh yeah. the arrival of Kale McCarr in that playoff series. Yeah, I don't the think anybody is stopping that train if they're no, healthy no. in the west the west is awful this year yeah it's uh it's so unlike the east it's crazy and uh the east is going to be awesome to watch there's so many powerhouse teams in the east um, the best that... six teams in the league are in the east yeah yeah and <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's going to be a sin to see some of these teams bow out in the first round because it's like man what could have been um if it was a different format and we didn't have the East But I'm the all for Calgary getting in. I'm all for Canadian teams getting in. Um, I think it would be fantastic just because of the atmospheres. Obviously, in the U.S., you want to grow the game, so you need those those market teams. Like, Nashville's such a fun place to to be. I don't think they're going to get in, but I think it's going to be fantastic if Seattle gets in. Yep. Um, Winnipeg's one of the best places in the NHL to watch a game. Those yeah. fans are absolutely unhinged. The They're wild. Out. The whiteout is, is crazy. Yeah. Wild. Um, I, I also really liked. Uh, I just wanted to mention, like, I loved how both Calgary and Winnipeg um, hosted their Pride Nights, and I, I loved the comments from Anderson and Sutter and Kadri and um, some of the Jets players today. Like, I just, 
I thought they did a really good job. They did great. Um, and, yeah. and they they are owed a um, a tip of the cap. Absolutely. Yeah. They we talked about it on the night that the Flames did theirs. I was hosting that show. Um, incredible job. The Jets. Everybody wore those jerseys. They were great too. Uh, and the comments I think spoke uh, spoke louder than anything. It was nice to see the reassurance from uh, everybody in the locker room. Um, Rachel, this has been great. It's been a long time overdue. Uh, yeah. I'm glad that you had no technical issues and no service provider cuss outs uh, <laughs> on uh, prior to this one. But before we go, in case anybody lives under a rock, uh, tell the people what you're up to, what you're doing over at uh, all your writing endeavors and your show. And uh, yeah, the floor is yours. Just shamelessly plug away. Oh, gosh. Okay. So you can find me on Twitter at Rachel Dory. Um, Audie's tag me in it. So just like right there, I uh, host the Staffing Graph podcast. Um, as well as the Hockey News Action Show. So one is like analytics. We did a big breakdown on the Jets. There's probably one coming on Calgary if you're interested. Um, and then the Action Show is on the Hockey News where we just do betting. Um, and I kind of go through the analytics and the algorithm I've created to um, go through some player props, some game props, that kind of thing. Um, and I write for the Hockey News. So you can find a column. I try and keep it to um, inside the game and um, leveraging um, that side of it to give you guys like a, a kind of peek behind the curtain so that's where you can find me um yeah it's and i'm on game bucks? over all the time <laughs> puck bucks oh Come and on. on tiktok sorry i keep forgetting that <laughs> i am puck bucks on tiktok i there you go even a things. comment conrad says and your tiktok you can't forget tiktok yeah sorry guys <laughs> um i i explain like a bunch of weird nuanced stuff like what an ato is how it works how the cap works how trades work um a lot of behind the scenes stuff there'll be some skits coming soon um so yeah you can follow me on puck bucks just um don't look at the comment section because it gets really wild Unhinged. like somebody somebody last night tried to tell me they were a higher higher religious authority than the pope so like that's kind that. of what we're yeah yeah, yeah that's 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 something that's something. Hey, uh, this has been great. Thank you so much. We'll we'll have to do it again. Hopefully, uh, maybe in the playoffs for the Flames. If not, we'll have yeah. to reschedule. For, yeah, we'll see. You're on the train. You see, we all heard you say it. You want to see Calgary get in. Um, this has been Game Over Calgary. Calgary Flames on the heels of a 3-1 to win, a big one over the Winnipeg Jets. Um, your next game over will be Peter Klein on Saturday, Hockey Night in Canada against the Vancouver Canucks, which is going to be another big game. On behalf of myself, on behalf of my friend Rachel Dory, thank you for watching SDPN Sports Game Over Calgary. Thanks to our friends over at Sports Interaction, and we will talk to you guys on Saturday at the conclusion of Flames and Canucks. Be safe, be well, have a great night, and we'll talk to you guys later. Game Over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook.